So should we go and right into the choreography? Yeah. All right. I'm getting the props. Huh? I'm getting the props. This is something that I've been asking Josh in our marriage for a long time. I want to take lessons in dancing, like ballroom dancing. Yeah. Remind him every now and then when you see him. I'm not saying no. I'm just saying, like, let's find somebody that will be better at it for you. <laughs> <laughs> I want it to be enjoyable. And I, don't, I have a feeling if it's us, it won't be enjoyable. I have a feeling it will be. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, first of all, I guess we should talk about the fact that this is a different color. Back yes. here. Yes. Um, Black. Yeah. So these, this is part of sort of the process and progress as we're making sort of changes to this area. And so I hope you like it. I, I'd like it. It looks, it's good. Yeah. Black is not my favorite color. It's not. You guys see me in all sorts of colors. All right, but um, we, we think it looks good here and it goes with um, everything that is coming. There's surprises coming. There's exciting things coming. So um, yeah. We want to, to bless you guys and make, make our home and make this auditorium um, inviting and warm and there are exciting things coming. So before we get to today, um, do you want to pray? Yeah. All right. Lord, we thank you. You're good. We thank you for your word, which is alive and applicable to our lives today. Thank you for the incredible sacrifice that is your son Jesus and how it's through his life and death and resurrection that your word takes its proper perspective in our lives. Holy Spirit, we recognize that you're here and we ask that you would speak to us. Bring us comfort or conviction where it's needed. And we ask this all in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right, we are closing our generous series today all right we have talked about generous god in creation generous god in his cross in his salvation we have talked about generous god in his invitation to be part of his family we have talked about generous god in the way that he responds to our worship um, we have talked about living generous lives that involves living as sacrifices of praise and worship. Our work, what we do with our hands, what we say with our mouths, what, how we go about our lives from Monday through Saturday is worship. That where you are in your job, church is happening because you are there. And yes, the Holy Spirit abides in us, in you. So wherever you are, you are ambassadors of worship and peace. We have talked about our generous response. And today we get to close the series right back where we started. We started with generous God in creation. And today we get to close it this way. God is generous not only creating what he created back in Genesis and creating his creation, he is still generous with his creation today. He is still generous with you and I in our responses and his responses to your worship. 
all right? We are, we are going to look at how his generosity is ever continuing, ever present, ever working, participating in your lives. As you go on about your lives, he is generously pouring of himself into you and creating generous fruit in his church. All right, that's what we're going to talk about today. And why don't you go with me to Psalm 65? I'm going to start there. Um, okay. And we're, gonna, we're not going to read all of it. It's beautiful. Go back and read it and meditate on it. Meditate on God's generosity and power and love. But we're going to start in verse 9. Okay, 65 verse 9. You visit the earth and cause it to overflow. You greatly enrich it. The stream of God is full of water. You prepare their grain, for thus you prepare the earth. You water its furrows abundantly. You settle its ridges. You soften, its, you soften it with showers. You bless its growth. You have crowned the year with your bounty, and your paths drip with fatness. Now, I have, um, I, this is the NAS, and I have the NIV here on my phone. It says, where it says, on 11, your paths drip with fatness. You crown the year with your bounty and your carts overflow with abundance. Okay? And the hills gird themselves with rejoicing. The meadows are clothed with flocks and the valleys are covered with grain. They shout for joy. Yes, they sing. The Bible, from Genesis to Revelation, is full of God's generosity towards his creation, okay? It's always speaking to us about how even in those moments of valleys and dryness and desert, it's always speaking that if you hold on, if you persist, if you hold on to your faith, God is still there. God is still generous. God is still there and, and he visits the earth and causes it to overflow. And see, in our lives, guess what church? He visits our lives. He visits our lives and he causes them to overflow. And sometimes, am I doing that? Sometimes we are living in these, you know, modern times, 2019, right? 2019, it'll be 2020 next year. I, 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 I lost count. Like, sometimes I don't know how old I am. How my, how yeah, my, that, uh, like, what? It's not because you don't know. It's because you don't want to know. No, I honestly don't know. I honestly, sometimes I'm like, am I, am I, am I 27? <laughs> I feel like I'm 27, you know? Um... But my point is, life happens very, very fast in these times. Like, I, I went to school and I did a, a minor in history, and back in the Middle Ages, there's, there's, some, there's some sort of um, statistic that what, what they got done in one year 
we basically get done in one day now. Sometimes, is it just me or, some, or, or do you sometimes feel like it's like never stopping, never ending, always something else, always somewhere else to be, always somebody else to call, always some other deadline, oh, there's always something else. And, 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 and I listened in the um, vineyard, the vineyard um, conference, some, one of the speakers said something that really resonated with me and really resonated with what the, what the way I'm thinking about God's generosity towards us is it's one thing to live in a hurry and it's another thing to have hurry in you. And sometimes I feel like we have hurry in us. Hurry up, hurry up. Get, 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 get there, get there, get there. And guess what, guys? You get there and you realize there's nowhere to get to. It's, it's just gonna be another, oh no, you're here, oh no, you have to get there. And, and on 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 we go. And I feel this morning, God is just trying to tell us, stop pursuing the get there, stop pursuing the checklist, just pursue me. Just, just fall in love with me, just meditate on my generosity of abundant love and things will begin to take their place. Yeah, I mean, Danya and I are, we're very different, which makes it work. <laughs> I, I'll, I, well, I was being serious. Uh, this works. <laughs> uh, I, I'm just gonna share this one story that sort of like highlights the differences in who we are. Uh, we were on a family vacation, and we were in Puerto Vallarta, so we're in Mexico, there's the beach, and um, we interact with the beach very differently, Danya and I do, and so, you know. I love it, I have joy in my heart. Yeah, Danya's. <laughs> <laughs> She's not wrong. So. <laughs> In general, it, whatever moment Danya is in, she lives fully. And whatever moment I'm in, I'm in my head at some point. And I, I'm, I'm processing, and, and there's times where I'm enjoying something, and then I'm like, oh, but should I be enjoying this because other people aren't enjoying things? And I, it's like, it, it's really difficult for, 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 for her. I'm fine with it. I've lived with it my whole life, and I seem pretty good. Um, but we're in the beach, and yeah, we're good. Um, we're at the beach and, and they decide to, Danya decides we're gonna do a banana. Have you guys seen these, that there's a banana and a boat pulls It's a little in. boat in a, like a shape of a banana. Okay. And one of the beauties of Mexico and one of the scariest parts of it is the lack of control. Um, like systematic control of like, hey, you're taking little children on a banana. You should have life jackets that fit. That kind of control. And so we're with our three kids, the youngest being two, who's wearing an adult life jacket, because that's what you got. And you can do it, because it's, it's Mexico. It's fine. <laughs> and, and, and Danya and my son are in the front, and then I have the, the four-year-old and the two-year-old in between uh, Danya and I, and Danya and my son are laughing and having a great time, and I'm in the back panicked going, I got two children here, their life jackets don't fit, if we fall in, like, what? Poor Jasker, he's back there suffering, and David and I are in the front telling the driver to push it. Go faster. <laughs> and I'm in the back going, no, like, slow down here. 
And so they go faster and faster and faster, and they throw us off of this banana, which I found very irresponsible. <laughs> and we all fall in the water, and Danya and David are laughing hysterically, and I'm trying to make sure that we get back to the beach with the same number of children we had got on this thing with. And I'm grabbing the two-year-old, and, and I'm grabbing the four-year-old, and we're getting back on, and we, and we get back to shore, and we're walking in, and the kids are like, like laughing, and they run ahead, and then Danya is enjoying the moment, and she stops, and she says, isn't this amazing? <laughs> and she's looking out at the ocean, and there's sand, and, and I, thankfully, I've discovered there's shoes that you can wear that lets water in, but not sand in, so you, if, if any of you that don't like sand, look me up. <laughs> I got shoes for to you. To be fair, I said, isn't this amazing? And Josh didn't want to burst my bubble, so he said, I love watching you have fun. <laughs> I do. But. But. But I. Should I say that? It's really, it's really rough. But it, I mean, we ought to tell the truth. But he looks at me. He looks at me. He goes, but I hate nature. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just have to be like, oh, okay, poor thing, you know. I, but that's sort of that's sort of how we live our lives. He's Josh is always thinking, he's reasoning, he's he's in his brain thinking of of of, of one, two, three, four scenarios and considering the possibilities, considering these things. And I'm just like, let's have fun, let's do it, you know. Yeah. If you if you go to my office, there's a whiteboard. And um, it causes anxiety for some people. Or as Megan said, it just looks like serial killer writing. Because it's, <laughs> it's just like, it makes sense to me, but everybody else looks at it and scared to death. I think there's a temptation for us to have an ideal out in front of us that either society or the perception that God has put in front of us for who we need to be and what we need to look like. And I, I want us to talk as we're f closing this generous series. I'm going to be in John chapter 15, the first nine verses. But I, I had a, a, a supervising psychologist when I was a therapist. And his name was Jim. I'm going to call him Jim because in, in all, I, I forget his name. Um, no, <laughs> I think it was Jim. But, uh, and he was one of these guys that was unique in every way. And so he always did our meetings and he would sit in this chair and he would sit cross-legged, which I had no idea how he did that. Like it was so flexible. And he had always, 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 always a giant knit sweater, giant, like way bigger than it needed to be. And he ate granola, but he ate it like he didn't know where his mouth was. So like he would just sort of like grab a handful and it seemed like he was just throwing it at his, at his face and he would catch what he could and the rest would be in the sweater. <laughs> and, and he also never had a matching pair of socks. Never. And he was brilliant, he was, he was brilliant, but never a matching pair of socks. And so I asked him one day, I'm like, hey, um, what's with this? <laughs> and so, the, well, this, your person. Um, and he, he started with the socks. He said, listen, we spend so much of our lives matching socks and missing one and going, where did it go? And then you move later and you still have not found a dozen half a pair of socks that got lost somewhere. And he said, I just got tired of it. So I have a sock drawer 
all my socks go in that drawer. And I just grab two and put them on. It's pretty brilliant. And then I asked him about the sweater. And he said, when you get older, because he was older than I am, he's like, you're going to gain some weight and you're going to lose some weight. Why buy different size clothes? <laughs> like, you, you just get a sweater that fits all of your weights. And when you're thin, it looks ridiculous. And when you're bigger, it's cozy. And you just let it go. He was eccentric. But here's the truth. He was authentically eccentric. That's who he was. However, when we try to be eccentric, if I would show up in different colored socks and a big sweater, it just wouldn't come off well. Because I am elegant and pulled together. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. You see, in John 15, I'm going to read it here. Jesus says, I'm the true vine, and my father is the vineyard keeper. He removes any of my branches that don't produce fruit, and he trims any branch that produces fruit so that it will produce even more fruit. You are already trimmed because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me, and I will remain in you. A branch cannot produce fruit by itself, but must remain in the vine. Likewise, you can't produce fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, then you will produce much fruit. Without me, you can't do anything. If you don't remain in me, you will be like a branch that is thrown out and dries up. Those branches are gathered up, thrown into a fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask for whatever you want and it will be done for you. My Father is glorified when you produce much fruit. And in this way, prove that you are my disciples. As the Father loved me, I too have loved you. Remain in my love. See, I think we get caught up in producing fruit. Yeah. It's what our nature says. And the, the analogy here of a branch that is connected, a vine that is connected, is we can remove ourselves and do the work to produce fruit. And we can produce what looks like fruit, but at the best, it's artificial. At best, it's a facsimile of what real fruit looks like, smells like, and tastes like. See, I think the generosity of God is saying, your life, if you're connected to me, will produce fruit. But I'm not asking that you become responsible for the production of fruit. What I'm asking you to do is to remain in me. The generosity of God is saying, a life dedicated and committed to me will produce this fruit. However, your priority is to remain in me. And then with the power of the Holy Spirit, with a connection to the living God, fruit will become a natural byproduct of your existence. Will you have to work for it? Yeah. Do you have to produce it? No. He does that. 
As we talk about the generosity of God, we realize that the fruit of our lives is a byproduct of our connection to a generous God. It is not the desired outcome. It is a byproduct of the only thing that matters. That we are connected to the living God. See, God can't help himself. When we connect to him, when we are truly connected to him, he can't help himself but to produce in us fruit that transforms our lives, the way we live and the way we engage with the world around us and attracts others to him. When we talk about the fruit of the Spirit, when we talk about fruit that is produced out of intimacy and connection with God, it always should draw people to God. If it doesn't, then we are probably a branch that is disconnected and is just taping plastic fruit everywhere. Which, by the way, one of the cruelest inventions ever. Like you go to somebody's house, you see fruit, you're hungry, you take a bite, you're poisoned. It's plastic. And that's an aside. All the things in my head, sometimes I let them out. He produces fruit in us. Fruit is, that is authentic and life-giving. Fruit that screams of his goodness and invites others into life with him. In our lives, the fruit that God produces in each of us is different in the way it's expressed because it is unique to who we are. See, if, if I told Danya that true maturity and connection with God looked like me, she would suffer, and so would the world around us. Because there are people that need to see that joy is okay. That the moments of great celebration are godly and sacred. Yes. Now, if you would tell me that true maturity looks like the way Danya lives her life, I would suffer. And so would the world around me. Because I would have to artificially put on this thing that I am like in the moment and just loving life and ballroom dancing. <laughs> See? She thought she was calling me out and now I'm judging her. <laughs> but the reality is, the way God has created me and as I connect with him and the fruit that is produced in this and the way my mind is everywhere and nowhere and crazy speaks to people, specific people that struggle with doubt. And I can say, that's okay, so do I that have crisis of faith over big things and small things, and I can say, that's okay, so do I. Let's walk this together. You see, each of us are called to connection with the living God. Point, end of sentence. The fruit that is produced will be unique, uniquely expressed through you as a creation, an individual, thought-out, planned out, unique creation of the living God. The generosity of God to say the easiest thing would, to be would, would be to have an assembly line where everybody looks like this, sounds like this, smells like this, does things like this. And the generosity of God to say, no, 
I love creation so much, my creation. I love people so much that all I want is that they connect with me. And they surrender their lives and they, and they listen to my voice and they follow where I lead them and the result will be fruit that they couldn't imagine. I fear that oftentimes we are caught up in producing fruit that others say we should have instead of pursuing the Creator. Instead of abiding in Him, instead of being bound to Him in a way where the lifeblood of relationship changes my very nature and person. The generosity of God to look at you as an individual with all of the beauty and all of the flaws and tell you, let's start with connection and see what produces out of that. John 15 says that um, remain, remain in me. And check out, he trims any branch that produces fruit so that it will what? So that it will produce more fruit. So there is an aspect of God's generosity in lavishing us with abundant lives full of love and patience and loving kindness and repentance and, and every gift and talent that comes from Him. But there is an aspect here of His generosity that is called pruning, okay? He trims you when you are fruitful because he knows that you are to be even more fruitful, all right? So fear not when you are in pain and fear not when it is hard and fear not when it is, when it is painful to walk out your faith when something is being burned. That may be a pruning going on in your lives. And that pruning is also a facet of God's generosity towards you. Because he's taking you from point A to point B and sometimes to make that leap it takes some pruning. It takes some trimming. It takes some getting rid of some things. It takes some making space for some things. It takes some laying down some things so that other things may rise, so that other things may come, so that other opportunities may arise for you. All right, so do not despair in the moments of doubt, in the moments of valley, in the moment of desert. Remember John 15 where it says, remain in me. Remain in me. The kingdom of God is vast and full of different people with different ideas, 
and different personalities, and we are all to worship him in our unique, creative ways. But there is one common denominator throughout all of God's church and all of God's kingdom, and it is this. The first and foremost most important thing, whereas everything else falls out of, is you are to love God above everything else. You are to remain in him. You are to remain in him. Seek his face. When I went to Bible college, there was a song we used to sing that said, to seek his face and not his hand. To fall in love with the holy lamb. This is why I sing. All right? God's generosity this morning, I feel like God wants to remind us, seek my face. Remain in me. Forget about the hurry. Forget about the I have to, I need to, I better get to doing it. Just take a second out of your lives and meditate on the goodness of the Lord and remain in him. Fight through the hurry, fight through, fight through, the, through, the, through, the, through, the, through the bombardment of external stimuli, close everything down, and take a second to think how he visits the earth and he waters the land. And remember, church, that that is your life. He visits that earth and he waters that land, and he does it out of relationship. He does it out of remaining. He does it out of remaining. So let's be a people, let's be a church, let's be part of a kingdom. Let, let us be that, that church that more than anything remains in him. All right. As the worship team comes, I, I, I want to give you permission to stop striving, to produce fruit that other people expect of you, whether it be friends, family, society, tradition, history, whatever it is, but, but to be connected to the source of everything. If you're a, a giant sweater and random socks person, be that. As long as it's authentically flowing out of connection with the God who designed you and loves you. As we worship, I, I ask that you be open to what the Holy Spirit is saying to you the invitation that he's giving you to connection. It might be the first time you've ever connected, or it might be connecting again after a long time, or just a refresher that, yeah, everything hinges on connection with him. Everything revolves around me being connected to God. Yes. 
and what flows out of it will point people to his goodness and generosity. What flows out of it will point people to their own unique individual design and purpose. And it'll allow them to celebrate who God has made them instead of worrying about what they aren't. So as we worship, Holy Spirit, I ask you to speak to us. We give you space. Let's worship.
that you're working here. We recognize that you're bringing comfort for some people that have fought for a long time with the guilt of not being able to produce the fruit that was expected, that have replaced relationship with you with the pursuit of what relationship with you should look like. So we say yes to what you're doing, to freedom, to connect, with God in a way that is real and abounding and life-giving. As we were praying this morning, we were asking God what he might do with us, what he'd like to do, what he was speaking over us as a church. And there'll be a prayer team down here. If you have any prayer requests, we'd love to pray with you. But here's some specific things we felt that somebody is longing for companionship and God is telling you that he can you can find it in him and serving others somebody that's battling liver disease there was an image of the father God holding kids his kids you and I close to his chest just telling him you that you're loved if that's you we want to pray with you he wants to restore some people to himself and that for the first time, some people to be able to come and trust Jesus. And for those of you that are troubling, trusting that nothing is impossible for him. Also shoulder and neck pain, some dental pain, but also limited resources. We'd like to pray with you. And there's a idea of opening our eyes to see things spiritually that we haven't been able to see. Also, somebody that's worrying about a sick child and somebody with physical vision issues. We'd like to pray with you. So as the prayer team comes down. Church, I feel like the word this morning for you and I is surrender. Is God is talking to us about surrender. And let me tell you something. If you are here and you feel far away from God, you don't know, you know about God, but you don't know him in your life personally. Let me tell you something. Jesus is real. God is real. And he is here. And he is the forgiver of your sins. Now, there is power in confession. There is power in taking your heart and taking your lives and saying, I need Jesus. I need Jesus. Let me tell you something, church. My life would not be the same without Jesus. 
and I can stand here and as sure as I know that I am standing here, I am sure that your life will not be the same if without Jesus. So this morning, the invitation to surrender is for all of us. If you're here and you're thinking and saying and there's something in your heart that says, I surrender, I need Jesus. I need connection. I need to remain. Then come up and pray with one of these wonderful people up here. They are here for you, to help you, to guide you. So let's take this opportunity. We abide in him and he abides in us. We grab relationship with the living God with everything we have. And we tell him, do what you would with me. Transform me. Produce the fruit that was designed for me. For the way you thought of me and planned me. For the way you have spoken life and given me purpose. As everything around us changes, may the only constant be our abiding in Him. May that be the priority of our day and our night, that we are abiding in Him, trusting that His gifts are good and that He cares for us. And as He transforms us, let us have the courage to say yes. Do with my life what you would. And as we do that, this is our prayer. May the living God, que el Dios vivo, creator of all the heavens and the earth, creador del cielo y de la tierra, may he richly bless you and keep you. Que él te guarde y te bendiga. May he make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. Que Dios haga su rostro resplandecer sobre ti y te dé su gracia. May he smile on you and fill you with his peace. Que Dios mismo te sonría y te dé su paz. You have been and continue to be extravagantly loved by the Father. Has sido siempre y sigue siendo hoy extravagantemente amado por tu Padre Celestial. Go do the same. Ve y haz lo mismo. Come down for prayer if you want to. And if you need to leave, do so quietly so the people up here can pray. For where there is new wine, there is new power. There is new freedom. The kingdom is here. I lay down my old flames to carry on new fire today. Oh